When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, everyone. Gretchen and I had so much fun going on the road. We're going to do it again. Portland, San Francisco, and Seattle. Tickets are now on sale for our live shows in September. You can get details and ticket links at GretchenRubin.com slash events. And we'll be announcing more cities and dates soon. If you want to make sure you get notified we're coming to your city, sign up for Gretchen's newsletter at GretchenRubin.com slash hashtag newsletter. Yes, that's hashtag newsletter. Please come and bring your friends. Hope to see you there. Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast all about how to be, spoiler alert, happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might use the slant approach, and we'll discuss a tough listener question, how to handle it when a sweetheart doesn't take pleasure in your accomplishments. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I naturally follow the slant approach, and I'm listening to you. <laughs> That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I appreciate that. I always feel like you're paying great attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> it's easy. It's one of the things I like about you. Um, before we jump in, I wanted to mention uh, September is coming up. And for a lot of people, as I write about my book, Happier at Home, um, September is the other January. It's a time when a lot of times people want to kind of tackle something new. And our friend, Melissa Hartwig Urban, who has the fantastic podcast, Do the Thing, is leading kind of a group 
Whole30 for the month of September. Um, so if you have been intrigued to jump in and try out Whole30, which is a, a way of approaching your eating habits to sort of reset your eating habits and your relationship with food, this is going to be a whole thing. Everyone's going to start on the same day, which is Monday, September 2nd. Going to share it on social media. The Whole30 team is going to have extra support and recipes and success stories and all sorts of stuff. So if you are, are wanting to make September a time of reframing your relationship to food and routines and habits, uh, this could be a fun thing. It's kind of like the NaNoWriMo of, of mm -hmm. Whole30 if, um, if people want to do that. And so go to Whole30.com if you want more information on that. And of course, um, she'll be talking about it on the Do The Thing podcast as well. Yeah. And Gretchen, I want to remind everybody about hashtag Happier Labor Day. Um, all of us across the Onward Project podcast are thinking about Labor Day and, think, and work and um, what's important versus what's urgent. Uh, and we're going to be discussing it um, around Labor Day. So Give us your thoughts. Hashtag happier Labor Day. Yeah. What can you do to be happier at your labor? Um, now, Elizabeth, this week our Try This at Home tip is to try the slant approach. That's the S-L-A-N-T approach to listen and learn better. All right, Gretchen, what is this and why should we do it? I've never heard of the slant approach. Okay. So the slant approach is something that will help us to pay attention, whether we're in class, whether we're in a meeting. It's a video conference call. People, somebody's making a presentation and kind of your mind is wandering. You're finding it hard to listen and learn. Um, this is an idea that comes from classroom management. I dug around to try to figure out who actually came up with it. Um, and I, I couldn't figure out who, who invented it. Um, but it does seem to be something that's quite popular. I saw a lot of discussion of it. And I've seen slightly different versions of what the, word, the letters S-L-A-N-T stand for. But um, the basic version is that S is sit up, sit up straight. L is lean forward. You know, you're, you're at the ready, you're leaning into the speaker, you're ready to take notes if that's appropriate. A is ask and answer questions because asking and answering questions fosters engagement. Mm. N, nod your head. This displays understanding or, or shake your head if you don't understand. That helps the, the speaker track that you're following or not following. And T, track the speaker. Keep your eyes on the speaker. That helps you stay focused. That helps you process. And it's also courteous to the speaker. It helps the speaker stay engaged. And it's funny that it's called the slant approach because you're not supposed to slant back. You're supposed to lean forward. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, it's called slant. Oh, Gretchen, um, I have to say this makes me think about me in the writer's room because yeah. I am the person who a lot of the time is like leaning back in my chair with my feet on the table, <laughs> um, almost laying down. Yeah. Um, but when I think about it, it's true that if an idea sort of pops through and it's like, oh, wait, this is something to think about, I immediately sit up yeah. and lean forward. Like I roll my chair right up to the table and lean forward. So it, I totally get this. I should, be, I guess, be doing that the whole time, not just when I'm really inspired. Well, it's interesting because in your work process, there's so much just like talking through things. I imagine that there is a lot of just like blah, 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 blah. And then bang, like now we've like really got to focus and follow this idea. And it's just interesting. I mean, the research really supports the idea that there is this connection between the way that we sit and the way that we think, the way that we move and the way that we think. And when the body is slumping, the brain kind of can tend to slack off too. And interestingly, in some research, it suggests that this can help with anxiety, that people mm. felt less anxious about a task 
when they were setting up more straight. So I know on Happier in Hollywood, you often talk about beginning writers, you know, like the the, yeah. the, the very junior people. Maybe this is a way, um, you know, that they can think about managing their anxiety. But then there's also imitating yes. the people that are in charge. So then maybe they should lean back. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Well, I think young writers rarely are leaning back with their feet on the table. But um, yeah, right. But maybe. Might, well, it might seem cheeky. An impertinent yes. kind of. Um, but it's interesting, like our body signals our interest and engagement. And it's this whole secret of adulthood of you want to act the way you want to feel. And so if you want to feel attentive, if you want to feel engaged, if you want to feel like you're learning, act that way, you know, act in an attentive, focused um, way and um, put your body in that posture. And then your brain will follow what your body is signaling. Gretch, I have to work with Sarah later today, so I'm going to try this. Okay. <laughs> slant, the slant approach. Yeah, let us know if you do try this at home and how using the slant approach works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, go to the show notes for this episode. This is happiercast.com slash two, three, four. That feels like an auspicious number, two, three, four, for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a podcast appreciation hack from one of our listeners. But first, this break. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, his retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash happier. That's storyworth.com slash happier to save $10 on your first purchase. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Elizabeth, it's time for a happiness hack. And this time we got it from a listener. Yeah, Gretchen, this comes from Melissa. She says, I am an avid podcast listener. I always felt guilty after listening to a podcast because I had never left a rating or review. 
I decided to have a rate and review rendezvous. I put my daughters to bed, (laughs) got myself a snack, and started rating and reviewing all of my favorite podcasts. I finally feel like I'm giving back to those who have provided so much wonderful content to me. A rate and review rendezvous has turned out to be a great happiness (laughs) act. Um, Well, hopefully she gave us a good review. Yes. So gold start to Melissa because uh, the the podcast world thanks you. It is so great. I love the phrase rate and review rendezvous. Like that is like a great phrase. And it's funny because it is, it's a happiness hack because you do get a boost when you do something nice for someone else. And this is something that is really nice. It really does matter. All podcast people agree. This really matters. And it's pretty easy. So it's nice to have something where you can do something pretty easy that's actually going to yes. make a big difference to someone else. And, and it's free. And Always it, nice. And it's free. Um, and, you know, she set aside to time to do it, and which I think is a great idea. But it's also one of these things, it takes so little time that you can do it like when you're standing in line at the grocery store or whatever, um, just at odd moments when it occurs to you. And it is one of those things where if, if you haven't done it before, it can be a little bit of a hurdle to figure out exactly how to do it. So here's how to do it. And I'm going to post all these in the show notes. So if you want to go back and get it from the show notes, you can. Okay, so first you're going to open your podcast app, obviously. Now, here is the tricky part. If you're going to leave a rate and review, you need to search for it in the bottom right-hand corner. Even if you've subscribed to it, you need to search for it and find it in the search bar in order to get the rate and review part to pop up. So search for the podcast. Search for the podcast. So like, let's say you wanted to rate and review Happier in Hollywood. Even if you've subscribed to Happier in Hollywood, as one does, you want to search for it and that way it'll come up. And you want to make sure that the all podcast option is highlighted in purple at the top. So then it'll pop up after you search for it and you're going to tap the logo And then you're going to see episodes. And at first, it looks like it's just going to be a listing of all the episodes. But actually, after a little while, the screen switches to other functions. There's other things that you can do there. And so as you scroll, you'll see, oh, here's the thing. Do you want to leave a rating? Do you want to leave a review? You'll see the stars. And you'll see the place where you can give stars. And you'll see the place where you can write a review. And you just, you know, tap the appropriate thing and then hit send. And it's it really takes one second once you've done it one time. It's just the first time you sort of have to see how it works. Yeah, and Gretchen, I was inspired by this idea of a rate and review rendezvous. So I wrote reviews for a couple of shows that I've never written reviews for, the Sherry and Nancy show, which I love, and Satellite Sisters. We talk about Satellite Sisters all the time, and I'm like, I've never even written them a review. I mean, we, I mean that's the thing. It's like, even though we've, we clearly are fans of the show, um, yeah. I mean, I did the same thing for two podcasts that I listened to. Um, I try to understand kind of the changing media landscape. So I listened to these pretty wonky podcasts. One is The Expo- Exponent by Ben Thompson and James Allworth. And then one is Recode Media with Peter Kafka. And I, I was a, a, an ardent fan and have subscribed for a really long time that I had never read and reviewed. Um, and Melissa's podcast, Do the Thing. I mean, here, I know her well and love the podcast and we talk about it and it's part of the Onward Project and yet I had never rated and reviewed it. So thank you, Melissa, for re- reminding even us, as much as we talk about rating and reviewing and ask for rates yes. and reviews, we were not big good citizens. So the rate and review rendezvous. Thank you. Yes, and just a reminder to listeners, it doesn't have to be long. No. Just even a few words uh, is very meaningful. The fact that it exists is way more important than like how long and thoughtful it is. Just saying something like a great listen is like very, very helpful because it really does help other listeners find the show. And so it's, it's very significant to us, to all of podcasters for that reason. It's a great morale booster for us yes. and for other podcasters. 
Okay, Gretch, it is time for a listener question. Now, remember, you can leave a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is 77-HAPPY-336. Or you can leave a voice memo or an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. So Gretchen, this week's listener um, gave us her name. We're going to leave it out just because it's a little bit of a delicate question, Mm -hmm. um, just in case she wants privacy. Um, But she says, I'm a college student. My boyfriend is also a college student at a different university. I am an upholder and tend to be a high achiever and go-getter. My boyfriend is either a questioner or a rebel. Can't decide, also can't get him (laughs) to take the test, which is symptomatic of both tendencies. And he tends to not be as high achieving, gets worse, but not bad grades, etc. My problem is that I want to share my joys and successes with him, such as acceptances to jobs or programs, awards, grades I'm proud of, etc., but I'm scared that it makes him jealous or breeds animosity. Sometimes he says things like, wow, not fair, or I wish I could do that, but doesn't take actions to be more motivated or go after the same kinds of opportunities in his field. He also sometimes doesn't seem very excited for me at first, and it takes him a second to say congratulations. I guess my question is two-pronged. First of all, how do I share achievements with him in a way that allows us to celebrate together instead of building a wall between us? Second, how do I encourage him to take on his own goals when he doesn't seem able to do it himself without trying to, quote, fix him, of course? Wow. Well, this is a big question. This is deep. This is an important question. This is an important, yes. I think she's, even though she's a college student and pretty, therefore pretty young, I think that she's really put her finger on a very profound question and she's very wise to be flagging it as something to think about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Gretchen, you know, people are who they are. Yeah. Um, this feels sort of like a fundamental aspect of who he is. Yes. Um, you know, our mom likes to quote Oprah, who said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Yeah. So this is kind of who he is. This is one of those things. I don't think it's going to change because of anything she might do. Yeah, because her question is like, what do I do differently? And I think, as you're pointing out, is like, this really isn't something that's yours to address. It's sort of like, this is this person. Yeah, I think she really needs to say, can she live with someone who doesn't get excited for her good news and also someone who's not necessarily as motivated as she is to find opportunity? Right. Right. Well, it's like the thing we say to our children, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And I kind of feel that way about people. It's sort of like you get what you get and don't get upset because, as you say, some things are just kind of pretty fundamental. Um, And it's interesting that she points this out, this aspect of their of the way that they engage with each other, because it turns out there's a lot of research into this. And and that research shows that a very important aspect of a happy relationship and an intimate relationship is how enthusiastically partners respond to others good news. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of easy to see that you need support during bad times and that, like, that would be important in a, in a relationship. But it turns out good times, how does a person respond to good news? And the New York Times journalist Tara Parker Pope wrote a very interesting book called For Better, The Science of a Good Marriage. And in it, she outlines the research about the four types of responses that uh, researchers mm. have identified. So, like, let's say one person in a relationship got a promotion at work. There's four kinds of responders. An active, constructive responder is enthusiastic. 
that's great, honey. I knew you could do it. You've been working so hard. And then a passive constructive responder shows understated support. A warm smile and a simple, that's good news. An active destructive responder would say something that kind of undermined or demeaned or diminished it. Um, Does this mean you're going to be working even longer hours now? Mm. Are you sure you can handle this new position? Things like that. And then passive destructive responders just don't say much. Like, they just are not interested. It's like, oh, is that right? Well, you're not going to believe what happened to me on the drive home today. So Mm. now what is surprising is what a difference it made in how high the couple scored on intimacy and daily satisfaction that people were in one single group the active constructive responder. That's the person who's openly enthusiastic. It turns out that even someone who's positive, but in a very passive way, that Mm -hmm. didn't do much for people. And often, uh, you know, and being an active or passive destructive, like that's kind of easy to predict that that wouldn't wouldn't be good. But it's like, it really matters that someone can openly be happy for you when something good happens to you. It turns out this is a really important factor in a relationship. I know, Gretchen, for you and me, two gold star um, words of affirmation, (laughs) people, it's very important. Yeah. So this is just, wow, this is topic is is huge um, and very important. Yes. And um, I think our listener has like a lot to think about with her relationship. Yeah. She sounds wise. Um, Yes. Yeah. Um, she does, just as a side note, if you are wondering about a polder question or oblige a rebel, which um, which she mentions, you, as always, you can take the quiz to find out what you are at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. This was a really thought-provoking question. Uh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, and I would. It. I'm sure our listeners will have thoughts. Yes. So. Share your thoughts because, um, yeah, it's a big question. Coming up, I give myself a shopping demerit. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now it is time for demerits and gold stars. And Elizabeth, we take turns giving demerits and giving gold stars. Mm -hmm. And this is your week for the demerit. Yes. Okay, Gretchen, this is a shopping demerit. So, um, you know, I'm trying not to buy a lot right now. Yeah. I'm trying to shop my closet. I've talked a lot about that on Happier in Hollywood um, because I do have a lot of meetings. And so I need to look nice, but I'm just trying to dig into the closet and find things to wear. I like it when you send mom and me uh, photos of like, should I wear this outfit or this outfit? I'm like, I know. She looks so You always respond quickly, which I appreciate. (laughs) But, you know, I was in Kansas City um, with mom 
And we love shopping in Kansas City. It's yeah. one of our favorite places to shop and one of our favorite things to do in Kansas City. So I did want to go shopping and we went to Halls. As which one, is one does. Of yes, have to go to Halls. Stores, yeah. Halls, Kansas, Halls Crown Center. No longer on the plaza. Um, yeah, in Crown Center. Um. Anyway, they were having a shoe sale and I ended up buying shoes that I didn't really want. Mm. And here's what happened. They were really expensive shoes and they were 50% off. Oh. So as soon as I saw they were 50% off, I thought, oh my gosh, what a deal. These shoes are never 50% off. Like, I can't believe I'm finding 50% off these shoes. I should get them because they're 50% off. And wow, <laughs> look at the value. Yeah. Um. And... I bought them, even though there was something in my gut questioning it. Like, I, I realized I kept saying to the salesman, like, do you think these are too big? And he was like, no. And I'm like, mm, they might be too big, you know. Uh... So I was kind of questioning it. And they're really cool shoes. But the truth is, I really didn't need them. Mm -hmm. And I think I had shoes that were similar that I actually liked more. Yeah. So it's not as if I would wear those instead of the shoes that kind of filled the same role. They were um, yeah. kind of meet what I would call meeting shoes, you mm -hmm. know, nice shoes with a little bit of a heel. Mm -hmm. Very hip and cool, by the way. Really cool shoes, but just not something I needed for that price. Yeah. So... I got home and they arrived and I tried them on and I was hoping, okay, now when I try them on, I'm going to fall madly in love with these shoes. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. And uh, so I'm happy to report to you though, Gretchen, for once in my life, I did something about it. I called the store. I said, I got these 50% off. Can I send them back? And he said, you know what? Those are going to sell in a minute because anybody's going to want these shoes 50% off. So I sent them back. Oh, I sent them back to the store. How clever and, of you to inquire. Um, I would have just assumed that you couldn't. Like, I would not have, like, that's a good thing. Like, call and check. Because I would have assumed, yes. oh, if you bought them on sale, they wouldn't take them back. And they did. Oh. Yes. And um, and what I realized is when it comes to shoes, I need to love a pair of shoes to buy them. If I'm on the fence, it's got to be a no. So that's yes. more than anyone needs to know about my thought process with buying shoes. But um, um, I, I give myself a demerit for not sort of following my gut and getting and getting seduced by the sale. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. Like at these prices, you can't afford not to buy. It's like, yeah, you can yes. afford not to buy. Yes. But, you know, this reminds me of so I've heard people invoke this idea in a work context, which is like when someone offers them a, a possibility of working on a project or collaborating or whatever they, they say. Um, and people have said this to me. I've decided that if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. Mm. Meaning like mm. if you're not wildly enthusiastic, then it's just no. Yes. But um, Gretchen, tell us your gold star this week. OK, I got a big, big kick out of this gold star. OK, so I was watching CBS this morning, one morning, and there is this segment that they do called Talk of the Table, which is where the three hosts sort of will propose a story that for some reason they want to share. Sometimes it's kind of whimsical. And this was one um, that Gail King suggested. And this was during, you know, the big uh, heat wave. So in the United States, there was a huge heat wave, like two thirds of the country was affected by um, really, really high temperatures. And so this is a post on Facebook that the police force in Braintree, Massachusetts posted 
um, during that period. And during that period, Braintree got the temperature. What do they? What do you call it when it's not like the real temperature, but it's like the temperature that you feel like it is? Mm, There's like that, like know. the actual, it's like the temperature Heat that, index yeah, or whatever <laughs> that is. It reached 106 degrees. So it was really, really quite okay. hot. So this is what the, the Braintree Police Department posted um, on Facebook. Folks, due to the extreme heat, we are asking anyone thinking of doing criminal activity to hold off until Monday. It is straight up hot as soccer balls out there. Conducting criminal activity in this extreme heat is next level henchman status and also very dangerous. Stay home, blast the AC, binge Stranger Things season three, play with the face app, practice karate in your basement. We will all meet again on Monday when it's cooler. Sincerely, the Popo. P.S. Please, no spoilers. We're just finishing season two. <laughs> That's funny. I just thought, like, you know, show a sense of humor. I thought yes, that was really. Yes, be human. Right? Right. I wonder if it works. I don't know. Wouldn't it be funny? It is straight up hot as soccer balls out there. I don't know. I always love it when people, even an attempt to be humorous, I appreciate. So I think that. And that was very funny. I got a big kick out of that. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try the slant approach to listen and learn better. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and our engineer, Bob Tabador. And thank you to Terrence Malingone for helping out today. Thank you to everybody at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. That's how we get most of our new listeners is through word of mouth. We so appreciate it. The resources for this week. If you want to connect with other Happier Podcast listeners or talk about happiness, good habits, outer order, the four tendencies, um, download my free app, which is called Better. You can search in the app store for Better Gretchen Rubin or visit betterapp.us to join the community. It is free. Um, And if you are curious about what I've been reading this summer, other than the summer of Proust, um, or if you're looking for a good book recommendation, you can follow me on Goodreads. I post a lot on Goodreads. And you can also join the Happier Podcast book club group on Goodreads if you want to share your thoughts on our most recent book club picks or if you want to suggest what you think the next one should be. We would love your suggestions. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So listen, you know, when mom was in New York visiting me, we went shoe shopping. So this is definitely like the mother-daughter thing is go shoe shopping. But, you know, I had to do that thing where I forced myself to wear every single pair of shoes right away or else I was afraid that I would never wear them and they would just languish in the closet. And so have you worn them all? I have. I have. But, you know, I only enjoy shopping really when I'm with somebody else. And so when mom's around, I force her to go (laughs) shopping with me. Well, I want to see all your shoes. Come visit. From the Onward Project.